John's been counting down his top stories of the year. We're going to get to five more of the top stories from John Millay at MSH, mshsl.org. I almost got through it. I always mess it up. Almost. Uh, and, and this is Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, the guru on prep sports and activities from the MSHSL. This is Talk North. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. And check out all the other shows at TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks also to our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton. Thanks also to Propane, propane propane.com. And we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. It is July 13th, 2023. And let's let John keep recapping his top stories of the year. Yeah. Hey, Jim, it's good to hear your voice. Yeah, I've uh, finished with uh, the posting of my favorite 10 stories of the year, plus some honorable mentions. It's my summer annual summer exercise to kind of recap my year, uh, my school year. So we're going to start uh, last week. We talked about number 10 down to number six. Let's pick it up at number five. This was actually one of the first stories of the year. It was from week one of football. I went down to Lee Roy Ostrander in Southeast Minnesota. They were the defending state champs of nine man football. And basically, I embedded myself into the team on, on game day, week one. I got there in the afternoon when they were they were looking at film, team meeting in the school. Basically, spent the day, you know, inside the ropes with them. You know, had dinner with the coaching staff before the buses and vans loaded up for a drive to Southland and Adams for for the week one game. And uh, it was it was wild. Uh, the story's lengthy. It's a couple thousand words. Uh, kind of takes takes you through the, the, the game day with this team. Uh, just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, basically for everybody. One of the Leroy Ostrander's key players was lost for the season to an injury, like in the second series of the game. Then at halftime, lightning starts rolling in. They had to stop the game and resume it the next day. Just kind of a look inside a, a small town, a nine-man, football team, how important those things are in, in the communities and, and what can go wrong and, and lessons that can be learned. So that was number five. Uh, number four was a story about tackle cancer. You and I know Randy Shaver well. Mm-hmm. He's a fellow Iowan as I am. And what he and the football coaches in Minnesota have done, this is 10 years of tackle cancer now, uh, this fundraising thing for, for Randy's uh, research fund to uh, to beat cancer. So they've been doing tackle cancer events for 10 years. Basically, right around $3 million has been raised. So I talked to Randy. I talked to Dave Nelson, the former Minnetonka coach who was in on the ground floor. Ron Stolsky, the retired Brainerd coach, who's uh, very active with the Coaches Association. Dan O'Brien uh, and his son, Casey, you know, multiple-time cancer survivor. Dan's now the football coach at Holy Family. Talked to a lot of people involved in this. Uh, talked to coaches at the uh, playoff games at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, really really uh, unbelievable. It's a one-of-a-kind effort. Uh, this, this isn't happening anywhere else in the country. Um, Ron St- Stolsky told me when he goes to national high school football coaching conferences. He brings this up and he just gets blank stares because coaches, football coaches, I think especially are so embedded in their sport mm-hmm. that for, he, he said for a lot of these coaches to even think about devoting a, a little extra time to something else just wasn't, wasn't on their radar. So way to go, uh, Randy, all those coaches tackle cancer. The number three story was really fun. We've got the explosive growth of girls wrestling in Minnesota. And as a jumping off point, I wrote about 
female wrestling coaches. This was right before the state tournament this past year. These are pioneers. I mean, these are female coaches who are coaching female wrestlers and kind of the undergird of, of a lot of this is Augsburg university here in Minneapolis. They've got a women's wrestling program and quite a few of these coaches, you know, were or used to, or currently are wrestling at Augsburg while coaching high school kids. So that was really fun. That's number three. Number two, people will remember, uh, uh, La Crescent Hoka high school in the winter, a young man, a captain on the boys basketball team, Noah Bjerke Weiser, after a game, he went home, was a little was a little frustrated with how the fans were acting towards officials and posted a, a message on Facebook and it just blew up. And uh, I went down to a, to a game and interviewed Noah and talked about that. Uh, the headline on this was a powerful statement about respecting officials. And uh, that's, we all know how vitally important that is. And, and Noah's post, it, it kind of spread around the country and and I'm, I'm not going to talk too much now, but he's, he's going to get a national award for this from what I'm told. It hasn't been announced yet. There's going to be some national recognition. And then the number one story of the year, uh, this was this was pretty easy. Usually it's hard to pick the one story that that's that's my favorite. Luke Clausen. We know Luke Clausen. He's been on the podcast, uh, a runner from Mountain Lake, did not miss a cross-country meet last fall while being treated for cancer. You know, didn't always run in the varsity races, didn't always run fast, finished every race. Uh, just one of the most inspirational kids I've ever known. Um, we named Luke the, uh, our, our state's Spirit of Sport Award winner. And then at the next level, he won that award for the upper Midwest part of the country. And uh, that's your number one story of the year, Luke Clausen. I'll never forget it, driving down to Blue Earth for kind of a, a smallish cross-country meet at the golf course out in the country there, a hot, windy day watching him run, uh, got, getting to know his, his parents, uh, just had a, had a blast down there. So uh, both Noah and Luke, both those guys were guests on our show, as I said, uh, after I met them and wrote about them. These are the kind of kids, they're, they make a large impact, and, and they're going to continue to do that. So congrats to everybody who, who was part of everything I wrote about last year. And uh, it's just a blast for me to go back through everything and come up with this top 10 list, and it's always uh, – always a treat. So now I kind of, now I kind of close the books on the 22, 23 year. And, and I've actually already started a word document that the, the label is 2023, 20, 24. So we'll, uh, we'll, there's absolutely not one word on that document yet, but, but there will be before too long. There will be no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, did you have another, you know, obviously all, your top 10 are all kind of some stories of import, you know, did yeah. you have kind of a fun little, like was, was our favorite experience that might've involved, I don't know, donuts or, or, uh, <laughs> pretzels. pretzels or was there kind of a, a, did you have a, like a most fun day or a most fun story that maybe didn't quite make this list? You know, there's a lot of those, Jim. I, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you know, I just like getting in the car, driving some distance. I, I generally drive some distance. Um, I can tell you about every quick trip and every Casey's and every holiday and every super America in the state. I feel like, um, Toby's and Hinkley, uh, yeah, that's a must. I think by, by law, you have to stop at Toby's if you're going North on uh, 35. Um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of, it kind of all melds together. What I, I like, um, what really gets me is when I arrive somewhere and like the ladies who are running the ticket stand or the ticket table, 
they they generally they see the car because a lot of times the administrators will have this parking spot right up front and they some of them just make such a big fuss over me and it just makes me chuckle hey you're john wow so great to meet you thanks for coming to our to our game and that i just love that you know if they i, I don't anticipate anybody's going to know who i am i like to slip in, just get in there where I'm going, whether it's a gym or a field or whatever it is, a track meet, a football game, a soccer game. I just want, I just, my plan is to get inside the gates. Sometimes I'll show my ID so I don't have to pay whatever the admission charge is. That's another part of this. I don't have to pay to get into any of this stuff. What a, what a great thing that is. But it's, it's, it's cute when these, especially these grandmas, they should have no idea who I am, but they do. And they make a little bit of a fuss and, you know, and, and, and people treat me that way at the concession stand sometimes. So if I can get my hands on a, on a pretzel at no charge, that's double bonus. But that, that's why this was such a genius move uh, for you to, <laughs> to invent this job. Because, yeah. you know, I covered high school sports. And I've co- I covered sports at all levels. So have you. And, yep. you know, there are nice people at every level. But in general, uh, the more yeah. intense the coverage of a team or a sport, the more you have to fight for access, the more people want to keep you away. Exactly. And the great thing about high school sports is you're doing important heartwarming stories about people who actually want to see you show up at their school and tell their story. So this is, this is, that's why this is such great stuff. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's just, it's, I I can't imagine doing anything else. If I had to go write a traditional game story, I don't know. I think I may have lost the chops to do that. Um, Cause I, cause I write about, basically I'm writing about people Mm -hmm. and the link is high school sports and activities, but I'm writing about people, whether it's a, a football team or a cross country kid or whatever it is or whatever they've done. These are the, the people. That's the whole thing here. That's the whole ball of wax. That's right. All right. Yeah. We're going to get to a few notes. We're going to summer music and we're going to, and John's going to ask the question, the non-musical question, who's <laughs> on threads. I do want to thank our friends from pizza barn in Princeton, especially the proprietor, the owner, Jody stay. Our great friend, Jody stay, our best friend, Jody stay does so much for everybody up there in Princeton and far beyond the pizza barn right in downtown Princeton. It's a family owned business for, for 40 years, a fixture in Princeton, and it goes way beyond pizza and everything on the menu. They do so much just in the community. They, they uh, help so many groups, so many people. It's a busy place with always a lot happening at the pizza barn. They've got a complete menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person, take-and-bake, delivery, catering. It's great pizza. It's great everything. They also have a popular lunch buffet, which is great. Uh, that's Monday through Friday. And they've got two, count them, two big, beautiful food trucks that have the logo of this podcast on them. They are great. They do. They just produce so much great, uh, great chow for everybody. They're very busy. It's summer. Those trucks are on the road traveling miles and miles bring those great pizza barn items to folks far and wide. They're at community events, breweries, parades, gatherings, and more. If you see them, tell them Jim and John said hi. And as always, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our podcast. Yes. Thank you, Jody. All energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy. Thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. Visit allenergysolar.com slash coach for your free 
solar evaluation. Also want to let you know that a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's seasons. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Uh, Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. And now let us get to a few notes. Yeah, there's some uh, stuff going on here, Jim. I'm going to th- throw them all into one category. First, we're going to talk about track and field. Three former Minnesota high school track stars. They are going to compete in the world championships in August in Hungary. Last weekend, the, the USA track and field outdoor championships were held in Eugene, Oregon. And Maggie Ewan of St. Francis, she won the women's shot put. Joe Klecker of Minnetonka was second in the men's 10,000 meters. And Peyton Otterdahl of Rosemont was third in the men's shot. But basically speaking, you finish top three in the country, you're going to the Worlds. So those three will represent uh, the USA and Minnesota at the World Track and Field Championships. Uh, Tartan High School has hired a new athletic director. This is a name basketball fans know, Trevor Mbakwe. He's the new AD at Tartan. He takes over for Brian Munter, a friend of mine who just did a stellar job as the AD at Tartan for many years. Um, but most folks probably remember Trevor Mbakwe from his days as a basketball player at the University of Minnesota. Prior to that, he was a high-level high, high school player, which is where I got to know Trevor. Uh, here, here's my favorite Trevor Mbakwe story. I'm not, I don't want to embarrass Trevor. I think he'd laugh to hear this. So when he was a senior in high school, he was one of the five players named to the Star Tribune All-Metro first team. I was putting those together. So the way this works is the newspaper gathers the first team players together. This was at the newspaper, the old Star Tribune building downtown for a photo shoot in the studio down there. So these five basketball players, our great photo staff would shoot and still do group photos and individual photos. So they were kind of uh, going one at a time in the studio for individual shots. Trevor was on deck for his individual shots. He, he looked at me and very politely, Trevor said, John, is it okay if I do a few push-ups?" <laughs> he, wanted to, he, wanted to, he wanted to pump the guns. He wanted to get some juice in those giant arms of his. And I, I, I just basically, Trevor, you can do whatever you want. So he, he got down on the floor, did a few push-ups, got the photos taken. But uh, all kidding aside, Trevor's a, he's a great young man. He has experience in an AD's office. Most recently, he was an assistant AD at Eden Prairie High School. And Trevor has kind of come full circle from playing basketball in Minnesota. He now he's, he has been working at some of our state tournaments. We have a lot of different jobs at these tournaments. And Trevor was at the uh, Boys State Basketball Tournament last fall. We chatted with him there and, and uh, always does a great job. So Tartan did a, did a good thing here hiring Trevor. As their new AD, he's going to do great things. Congrats to Trevor and Bachway. Uh, this this one kind of came out of the uh, – I didn't expect this coming, Jim. A new rule for high school baseball next year. They will be allowed to use electronic devices so the coach in the dugout can call the pitches with the catcher. So the coach and the catcher can be connected. You know, the MLB does this now. I did not expect this would happen in high school baseball. I don't know how many high school teams will do this. You know, I, I, I don't even I don't know how many high school coaches are calling the pitches, probably a fair amount, but it's something to look for. I don't 
I have no idea in Minnesota if this will be widely used, used at all. I don't know, but uh, that's something that the National Federation in their rule book has added that for the 2024 high school baseball season. Uh, we talked last week about an upcoming online forum for people interested in becoming officials. We need them. We need you. Uh, here's another reminder. This is going to be July 25th from 7 to 8 p.m. That's uh, Tuesday, July 25th. It's online, but you need to register in advance to, to, be, uh, to get the, the code to get into the meeting here. Uh, write this down, everybody. Go to mshsl.org slash uh, sports officials recruitment forum. You'll find that and you can register. And uh, another final note here in this category, uh, Carol Taberzi McDonald. She was the wife of Bob McDonald, the late basketball coaching legend from Chisholm. Carol passed away recently. She was 89. Uh, Bob died three years ago. He was 87. I knew Carol. I've, I've got this photo of myself and Bob when he and Carol were living at a, at a facility up in Chisholm. And I asked Carol to grab my phone and take a picture of Bob and I, and I treasure that picture and that memory. And, and Carol was, she was a firecracker. I got to know her and uh, everybody loved Carol. Always entertaining. Carol was the life of the party. Uh, really a great lady who was married to a great man and, and a kind of a neat story. They both were married previously. They both lost their spouses who passed away. And these two knew each other in high school, Bob and Carol. And then later in life, they got back together when they were both uh, widowed and, and got married and, and had a great life together. So our condolences to Carol's many family and friends. Yes. Thanks for telling us about that. Uh, and, and good luck to Mr. Mbakwe. He, he was always a fun oh, guy to have around. Trevor's, Trevor's a great young man. Yep. All right, so John is going to ask the question, who's on threads? Are you on threads? I am on threads. I don't know if people are aware of this. Uh, this, is a, this is a Mark Zuckerberg production, basically competitor for Twitter. And, man, this thing has, has unbelievably taken off, millions and millions of followers in the first day. It's similar to Twitter. Here's the hook, though. It's, it's connected to Instagram, so you have to have an Instagram account to have a threads account. That shuts down a lot of people right there. Um, and I don't know what the future holds for any of these endeavors since Elon Musk bought Twitter. It has, there are issues with Twitter and I, I've been, you know, I look at Twitter every day, even when I'm on vacation, I can't put my finger on anything, but it's just not acting how it used to act. I'm not seeing what I used to see. I don't know that people are seeing my stuff like they used to. I don't know. It's just. Uh, it's, it's strange, but I, I jumped on threads cause I had already had an Instagram account. Um, the things I'm putting on threads are not really work related for me. I'm trying a different angle here. Um, just different things. What, here's what I did today. Here's what, here's what my weird dog looks like, stuff like that. So we'll see. Are you on threads, Jim? I am not. Um, I tend to be a late adopter to anything new. I want them to figure it out, get all the glitches out, see if it's yeah. worth joining before I do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I use social media to post my work and that's about all I use it for anymore. Yeah. So I, I'm not really looking to jump on a new one, but I, I will, I will let you advise me as it goes <laughs> forward. If you, if you, if you tend, because I hate Twitter. Yeah. So if, uh, if you get to a point where you really feel like it's threads is working, then I'll probably join. Yeah, I, I just it's it's different than Twitter. You, there's no direct messages. You know, you I basically I follow people on threads, but I don't necessarily either they're not. I don't know if they're posting, but 
you basically have no control over what you see on Twitter. You know, you can, you see who you follow and there'll be ads here and there. This is entirely different. And I, I start, I call it up, I start scrolling and I'm seeing things that I have zero interest in. And it looks to me like maybe the accounts with the most followers, that's what I'm seeing. I don't know, but it's definitely not Twitter. Uh, it's, you know, it's a Facebook production. It's Elon versus Zuckerberg. I get that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'd hate to think that, that, you know, Twitter has been such a good tool for me just to connect with people in communities and schools around Minnesota and the country. And I'd hate to see that not be there, but you never know. We don't, we don't have any control over any of this. No, that's very true. All right. Well, you keep keep us updated on that because I'm, I am intrigued by the possibility. I, will, I, I don't really want to leave Twitter, but I wouldn't yeah. mind using it less. Yes, I agree. Good stuff from John. Thank you, John. Thanks to Brandon Morton, our producer. Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. You know the drill. If you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Any shows you like at TalkNorth.com. We have lots of sports, outdoors, and variety content. Please subscribe to them. You can always, of course, go to talknorth.com and find the shows and the archives of the shows. And if you like John's show, you can go back and find some great stories from the old days of this show. 